Here by the Owl podcast is a podcast for owlets and wise owls alike. Join hosts Nikki Fiddle-Eye-Doll and Brianna Briegel along with rotating owls from across the country as they discuss what it takes to advise from time to time. Our podcast is fueled by the true knowledge from empowering agricultural education instructors and ripen with the wisdom you will never learn in a textbook. Welcome back to another episode of Here by the Owl podcast. Uh, Today we're going to talk about um, planning your program of activities and how to kind of set set your chapter and your leadership team up for success in the upcoming year. And so with us today is our good friend, William Fritz. Um, And so all three of us are just going to talk about uh, POA and there might be a few national chapter tips and tricks in here as well um, because they do kind of overlap um, and it, it's an area of that the three of us enjoy so sorry if we get off topic <laughs> ahead of time. So William uh, before we get into it why don't you introduce yourself tell everybody where you teach and a little bit about your program. All right my uh, William Fritz teaching just finished year 22. Um, I teach at Cheyenne Valley Career and Tech Center. It's in Valley City. Um, anyone knows where any city is in North Dakota. It's just west of Fargo. <laughs> just west of Fargo, about 50 miles on the interstate. So um, I teach a variety. I teach 12 different classes every year in my program. So I teach anywhere from um, horticulture, agronomy, vet science, small animal care, um, pretty much all non, it's the, really the non-shop type classes until I get a shop, which is in a couple of years. So, but um, anyways, um, FFA chapter, um, very small, since it, it's, it's, it's at a queer and tech center. So kids come to us, we're not actually in a high school setting. We're at a career and tech center. So four different schools come into my program. And so uh, some of the activities we do are kind of uh, neat just to get them to work since some kids have to travel 40 plus miles to get to an FFA activity if they wanted to participate. So So like Nikki mentioned, we're going to talk a little bit about POA planning today. So William, why don't you start out by just um, kind of talking about how you go about planning your POA? Okay, so um, the current chapter I'm with, relatively new, so I don't do anything too difficult. I don't do an officer trip, but I don't do anything like that. I actually just break it up within my classes. So first through sixth period, I kind of get to know the kids before I break it up. So I might not start the POA until three or four weeks into the... um, school year just because especially if I have a lot of new kids I learn their interests and then what I do is for example if there's a bunch of kids that are health health nuts well then they're going to take care of the health so um and depends on the size um I try to stick to only uh two to three kids per group so that I committee so that I get all 15 standards met and so I make them it kind of takes us about a week to get through because some of them have to understand what a POA is. And then I just go through and I kind of have examples of what we've done in the past. Um, they plan one activity for the, for the year. And then they're just responsible for all of the, the goal setting, uh, plan of action. Um, and then afterwards writing up how it went and we meet our goals and stuff like that. So um, it's fairly, I find it fairly easy to do it that way so that everyone gets involved. Um, And I kind of, I give them a list of potential activities. So in case they um, struggle a little bit finding something. Um, So for example, um, usually if it's the health career, health, um, health, healthy lifestyles, excuse me, easy when there's an Olympics. We can always find something during the Olympics to mimic Olympic 
So, and it, we usually stick to some of these activities, the traditional type. I always think healthy lifestyles is getting the kids up and about. Granted, you can, and sometimes we have planned like mental health type stuff. So that's how I get going is I just get every kid involved, no matter if they're active, really active in FFA or if they just want to do that committee. So. Brianna, how, how do you plan to, and I know the three of us have done it probably a billion different ways, like amongst ourselves. How do you like looking into next year? Do you think that you're going to tackle your POA with your, your kids? Yeah, I feel like I'm going to kind of do the same route that William's talking about by getting like my classes more involved. Um, we have a really big officer team this year of 13. So I feel like you know, there's 15 different categories in the national chapter application. Um, so I, you know, kind of going along the lines of like having one student serve as the committee chair or one officer for each one. Um, and then having more of my classes get involved. Typically we've had our officers do a lot of it. Um, like with planning out activities at our uh, officer retreat. But I, we've found that in both schools that I've been at, the kids get really burnt out with our officer team doing so many activities. Um, and then I think the the members think that like to be involved in FFA, they have to be an officer, which maybe by getting more students involved by serving as a committee chair, or helping plan different things, they won't kind of see it like that. And we could maybe be more successful in getting our activities done too. It seems like by January, February time, it's really hard to get the kids still going on their activities. We do really well at the start of the school year and then it kind of fades out. Well, and I remember being on like a teacher panel once and someone had asked me like, how do you decide when to have your activities? You know, and it kind of leads to that. And I think when my chapter was running the best, we started with the POA at our officer retreat. And keep in mind, my officer retreat was nothing fancy the kids decided what their priorities were. And if they had the time, we sometimes would go out of town to a movie. But traditionally, if they were really busy, the officer's treat was held at the school. We did fun like leadership activities, but they decided like, here's our goals. And our goals are to get through like the start starting work of the POA and talking about FFA meetings um, in like just the year forward. And we kind of knew about how much time that would take. And if we had, if they had more time to devote, we would add to it. If not, like, this is the minimum. We have to do these things. And so we'd always start it there. Um, and someone asked me, well, when's the best time throughout the year? Honestly, it really like is for your own chapter and for you, like for us, a lot of our POA like activities came from February which was a really tough month for us, but it's just how it worked and the priorities that our chapter set and we knew it going into it, but like, that's a great conversation to have. Like Brianna said, like if, if you're gonna plan all these activities and it, they're all falling between January and May, you might wanna just explain to them, like if we're gonna achieve all of these, is this the best, is this the best timing for all of them to happen? And, and for them, they might say yes. And, or they might say, you know what, this, this is good. We might want to rethink a few of these. And if you, if the activity is flexible, then it can shift around and it won't affect the true like foundation of that activity. Um, but it's, it's a great conversation to have with your team because ultimately they are the ones that have to fulfill those needs. Um, and if, and they won't understand it right away, if you don't tell them, like they don't get, I mean, if you just said traditionally, my kids plan way more activities than, um, we ever accomplished. Like they have like this wish list of like, this would be cool. And this would be cool. And then we like narrow it down. If you didn't back them off and say I don't know if we should really be doing 24 activities. Um, they would do them because they want to, right? And then that's when they we're setting everybody up for failure because now they're having to tell you like they don't have time and now they've made this commitment and now they're having to let you down. And um, and so helping them understand that uh, is, is super important. And I wish I would have known that when I first started the POA. 
Um, I didn't start doing that until like the last two years that I was like with my team. Um, and it, honestly, I think that's what put us to another level. So yeah. when you are planning, have those conversations yeah. because it's important. It's important yeah. for you too, because they need to see you setting some boundaries um, for yourself and for your chapter, because we've all been there where some community member comes in and is like, we want 50 benches made. Can yeah. you do it? No, like we can't. And here's why our team has made these priorities and this is our POA and we don't have the time to add this to it. And if your kids can start to have that conversation, you'll, you'll be better for it. And I, I just wish I would have started that sooner. Well, and yeah, I would I, say too, like my kids have gotten really good at like figuring out like when they're busy throughout the year. Cause I like one of our officers is in cheerleading. So she knows like in the fall, she's super busy because they're going to all the football games and it's overnight and whatever. Um, so if we have like fall activities that have to happen in the fall, she doesn't help with those ones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even though it might be like, it sounds super fun to carve pumpkins for the zoo. If she doesn't have the time, she can't be in charge of it. So something to think about I'm, too. I guess when I do mine, um, my committee chairs are not officers. They can't be. So, um, just because, um, I want to get the other kids involved. Plus at the same time, they're, they're, they're busy. So um, each committee, the chair of that committee cannot be as a chapter officer. My time to meet with them then, William. When? Yeah. Like, like with, the, with the committee? Right. I literally do, it, it will be during their scheduled class time. Just because, you know, if I have a committee, um, um, you know, if you go to, advocacy committee and let's say I put that sixth hour well I have three schools coming in I mean there's and you know Litchfield Marion school is 30 miles away Barnes County North is 32 miles away and then there's Valley City there's no way I could get those kids back for an evening meeting so um, this way if I just make the whole class involved it's uh, to me it it's less stress on me Sometimes it just has to be less stress on me to, to well, be you're able to. Like, and you're in a way different situation. Yes. Like, and so everyone listening, like, I hope everyone can hear my child. Oh my gosh, you guys. Um, anyway, um, so William has these kids coming to him. I was in a traditional high school setting so my kids were always with me and that can be a blessing and a curse, right? I can go yep. catch them or I can catch them at lunch yep. or if they have a study hall, right? William does not have I that. I don't have that. I don't William have that. Kind of works for a, a career and tech center, but she's right next to a school building and the only students coming to her school are the kids that are in the school next to their, their center essentially. Yep. So working for a center, but still a different vibe than what William's dealing yeah. with. So you have a lot of unique challenges, which I hope there's people listening that have those too. Yes. Um, and I guess, I guess I, they, yeah, you do. Don't feel guilty that you're taking classroom time to do a POA activity or planning a POA. It's just the way it has to be. Um, if I think about it, you know, we have Skills USA in our building also. They're in the same boat. They do. They have to take time from their classroom to do it. Otherwise, you know, they can't get kids to come back. It's just not practical. Otherwise, you know, sometimes we'll be having our meeting. If we didn't, we would have our meetings at nine o'clock at night because we'd have to finish sporting events and then or another after school activity. And then that's when we do it. So, I mean, I just think planning it during taking the time during. Yes. When we write our POA for the year. Yes, it takes a week, but to take to do it because of the way I have it set up, because I just don't have it done in two days because I don't want the kids just to be burnt out writing the POA. We actually have to do the activity. And so um, it, I stretch it out. So yes, half the period might be teaching, then half the period might be the POA writing. So yeah, uh, it's just when the way I, it's going to work. When I did it, like my favorite way of doing it is I got my officer team together 
We used April Davis's uh, perfectly planned officer book um, and I loved it. And it helped us all stay on the same page. And um, it was it was just so well put together. It's nothing yeah. earth shattering. Yeah. But let me tell you, it was so nice to just buy it and have it and and put something nice together. Yeah. And so we, I would sit down with them. They would go over all of the different um, categories uh, and standards to be met, and they would start to kind of plan like potential activities. Mm-hmm. Traditionally. Each of my officers wanted to be a committee chair. I did not make them. Um, and this was important. And for me, that that I had to change that mentality for myself. And initially it was like, you have to be. And then the more I realized, like, I want them to be able to tell me no. And if being a committee chair isn't their thing or they don't think they're going to excel at that, then why not? And so what we usually did was they would start to plan potential activities. And if they had an activity that they, they wanted to carry the torch on it, um, like I had a girl that she wanted to carry the torch on um, service sticker activity. And um, that was her baby. And uh, what we would do is she would, you would start to plan the skeletal, you know, POA plan. We would take it to the first or second meeting it usually ended up being the second FFA meeting because traditionally the first meeting is really chaotic, trying to get kids there, right? Yeah. Give them having fun. And so maybe POA work is not the best way to start. And then, so like the second meeting, we would bring these and we would hang them up. I wish I would have done that sooner too, is have it visible. So kids oh. like even that, like they start to have that, like the verbiage of like, what is a POA? Why is it important to our program and our chapter? Yeah. And so we would present them and sometimes we would say like, here's our traditional ag day that usually shows up on yeah. our POA every year. Is there someone that wants to share this? No, no officer uh, wants to. And then we would get volunteers. Oh, okay. We got so many kids active my last year um, just by having like giving them the capability of like running a, a committee. Uh, and actually I got officers that way because they were like, this isn't so bad. Like I can do this, you know? Um, and some kids, they don't want to be officers like Brianna said, but they want, like, they want to be involved and do the behind the scenes stuff. And they might not be a chair, but they might sign up. Like I'm going to help with ag day. I'm going to help with this committee. And, um, so getting your kid, all of your kids involved is, is life changing for your POA. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also with, within that POA and you're doing your committees, you know, you have some kids that just want to um, do the activity, but um, not serve as the, you know, writing of the, the POA. So, you know, you know, you, once that I have the committee set up, granted, it's anywhere from two, three, four students, um, you know, they kind of sign themselves. I sign the chap, the committee chair, and then they, they select their own secretary, and then they go about what kind of, um, um, responsibility or roles they're going to have within that committee. So, and I guess I make it a little bit easier also is that I, they get one activity, you know, um, they have to come up with one unique activity. For example, they can't, the leadership can't take, uh, for example, well, I'm going to relate to an old activity, I guess now, winter leadership. That's not something that they could do. That's something I did for the POA. So when that was in our POA, I wrote that one just because, you know, it's it's kind of a standard leadership activity. So um, I didn't let kids claim that as their activity. They had to come up with something different. It doesn't necessarily have to be unique, but they had to come up with some different type of um, activity, you know, like winter's leadership, uh, not, not winter leadership, uh, winter CDEs. I put that in. Um, the fundraiser, I put that in, unless they came up with a different, unique way of doing that. Um, um, so back at, like in Rolla, every year we did uh, special assignment pizza with Farm Bureau. Um, I put that one in because that was a standard activity we always did. So they had to come up with something different, even if it was just a simple little activity during FFA week. So. Um, that's kind of how um, 
committees work in, in my in my world. So how do you keep them like motivated, staying on track, like making sure that they actually get the activity done? Because like I said, my kids are always really gung ho. And then when it comes down to actually doing it, they don't. Oh, I guess I've never really had an issue because they're assigned one activity throughout the whole year. And so I guess I, they'd never get burnt out. Um, I guess I, I really don't know how to have that answer for them is that, you know, they might get burnt out participating, you know, but so I kind of limit to how many, unless they're a gung-ho student or an FFA member, they can participate, you know, those people can participate and, you know, you got the, like the Billy Lenses who wanted to be in everything and was gung-ho, but you have kids that um, they kind of manage themselves thinking, okay, well, I can't do it. I can't do that activity because I have this, you know, I got this on Saturday or something along that lines. And I, and I, I never get mad about that because I've never had that issue where kids are burnt out about an activity because they kind of manage their own um um, schedule so that um, they know that, you know, they're not tired, they're not cranky. Because literally, if they showed up, I'm gonna be honest, if they showed up cranky and miserable, I just sent them home for the day or the activity. I go, you're, you don't need to be here. It's not required. It's not great. It's not nothing. I go, we want the people that we're doing the activity for to have a positive and fun experience. And here, you're kind of just, um, the Debbie Downer right now. So um, mm-hmm. I go, you, you can just go home. So, um, and then we always, so that's just the way I, I plan it. I guess I've just never had the issue of kids getting tired or burnt out on an activity because they kind of know their, their limits. Sure. So do a lot of your activities, like thinking of like in Valley City. Yeah. Because you have kids from so many schools, do a lot of your activities happen like during the school school day or maybe right after, or, you know, how do you kind of work around that? We kind of just do it during the school day. Um, There are a handful that will do it um, in the evening or uh, after school, we'll just do it then. But um, the the four schools are pretty, easy going with stuff like that because they understand that you know if I email down to Valley City saying hey these kids need to help with this activity because Litchville Marion and Barnes County North can only come on fifth and sixth periods today um, I've never been told that they um can't do it so but at the same time it you know I always tell the kids I will take care of the I don't know what's the word I'm looking for but you know, the transportation, notifying the schools, notifying teachers that, hey, this, this set of students is gone. What do I have to do to make sure that their work is caught up so that they're, they're not falling behind in your class? So I take care of all that type of that. There's a cost I take care, figure out how to, how to get the funding for it. So um, I just want the kids to focus on planning and doing the activity. I don't want them stressed out that they have to meet with teachers. They have to tell the, the school administration. They have to, oh man, this is going to cost us $100. Where am I going to get the $100 from? So I take care of that part for them so that they don't have to stress out about that section of the activity. My students would always, um, when, they're, when they're in the planning stages, uh, I always said that I did not need to be at their meetings um, and that if they were planning a a committee meeting, um, if they wanted to do it during the day, like during lunch, uh, that they're welcome to do it in my room. And if they wanted me to sit and eat off to the side and listen and guide them, like bring, ask a few questions, you know, because sometimes kids don't know, like, well, do we need to get permission from someone? And who is that someone? Who's the proper person? So sometimes I would just take some notes and then ask if like they would look and say what are we missing and then I would say here are the things that came up to in my mind Um, and it allowed them to kind of to go through that process Uh, I always said I didn't have to be uh, at the meeting but that I wanted notes of what happened Uh, and they some of my better committees 
would have a running piece of paper that said when they met, who attended, and what they accomplished. And they did that every time. Um, either they kept it, like some of them would hang them up. A lot of them, yeah. if they were officers, they put that in that POA planning book. Yeah. And um, that way I could do a quick look. We also did like a board where they would say what I had to do and what they had to do. So if they would say, um, well, Ms. Fiddle is the only one that can request a bus. So like she has to do that one. So they, okay. they would say request a bus. Here's the deadline as to when we want it requested. And then they would put my name. Um, but I kind of let them determine what they felt they were capable of doing, like asking administration um, for some of my kids, that was their favorite part. And let me tell oh. you, your admin can't say no to them. <laughs> like <laughs> they can say no to me and they yeah. were really good at saying no to me, but you send a cute little eighth grade girl in there. That's so excited about bringing pigs in for the egg mm. day. They don't say no. Right. No. And yeah. so um, it's, and honestly, one of the best ways for kids to learn. And so uh, but my situation was different because my kids had w access to the admin all of the time because they were in the same building. You obviously that's that looks different. So um, I don't know. I, I let my kids choose what they needed to do and who was going to accomplish that. And I had a group of boys that were some of the my most active members. No one would know it because they did all the grunt work behind the scenes and they did so much work for all of these activities. Uh, and you'll have those kids too. Brianna, can you talk about what you did in Kindred with the, was it a survey where you asked the kids what they most wanted to do? Talk about that. Cause I think this is really relevant and maybe a, a spinoff of what, I mean, you could do to see who was interested in being involved. Yeah, so like at our first meeting, we would always try to like have an ice cream social or something fun where the kids would come down and, you know, have food and whatever. Um, and we would send around like different sign-up sheets. And on those sheets, we would have like, this is the one for competition. So if you are really interested in competitions, sign up on this sheet, just so we know. Um, one was for community service. One was for like SAE um we did one for like fun activities like maybe you're just here to do all the fun stuff but then at least we know that if we need help with with volunteering or um help planning it volunteers to like show up to the event those are the kids that we contacted um and it was really nice to have because then like i said if if the food bank called us and they need 10 volunteers we can go to that list and and identify those kids who said that that's what they wanted to do um, and then we didn't have to like push those kids super hard to do competitions, maybe if that wasn't their interest, because um, we kind of knew up front what they were wanting to do. Yeah, I like that a lot. And you'll be surprised at who wants to be on what list. Yeah, and we let, I mean, if kids wanted to sign up on all the lists, they could. Mm -hmm. You know, if they were interested in everything with your top tier kids that want to do everything obviously they just sign up on all of them but there were some you know some just wanted to be there for the fun stuff so you know we knew that maybe they were the ones that helped plan those activities or um be at them um other resources as we're talking about poa resources um some good things to think about and we'll put this in our in our resource folder in the show notes but national FFA has a lot of free resources. Now keep in mind, some of it's very national chapter specific. And so if you don't uh, feel the need to do national chapter yet, um, because you just want to start off small, uh, pick and choose what's going to be helpful for, for you. But um, we will link the POA activity like folder from national FFA and they have um like chapter committee meeting report um uh, resources um just a poa powerpoint a planning sheet um a division and quality standards document so you can start to break that up for your kids um maybe you create a fun activity for your classes to do where they attach the quality standard to the area i mean make it a fun learning activity like william does 
So lots of resources already made for you. Something I also did not know about when I first started teaching. And so a lot of these things mm-hmm. I did myself I and would, did poorly. <laughs> I will admit when I first started doing more of a, I wanted to get more into the national chapter side of you know, the after effects of POAs. Uh, I did go to that national website, but I just broke it down to, okay, my kids, look, this is, they don't need this. You know what I mean? I took it and dissected it and made it so it's more compatible for my students. Yeah. So don't be afraid to, you know, change that up. Because it, when you first look at it, you see all that stuff. It looks kind of daunting to a student. If you just hand them, you just gave that to them and expected them to, hey, okay, you're on the, um, you're on the environmental committee. Here, here is your sources. <laughs> yeah. Write me a write me a committee report with when once you guys are done. Now I took that thing apart, so I made it a lot simpler for them, so that they understood um, um, what um, what I expected. You know, just for example, I did a whole lesson, um, and I it should be done. I still do it. I mean, I do it every year. You know, as teachers, we should be writing smart goals. We should be yeah. teaching that anyway. So. You know, I'll tie that back with the students that, okay, remember how we, at the beginning of the year, we talked about how you had to write three SMART goals for your um, egg, the egg class, your education, and then your personal. Now you're going to write three goals that relate to the uh, committee that you are assigned to now. So. Well, and I'm always surprised by how terrible high school students are at writing goals. Oh, I know. I remember so bad with some of my officers and um, they were planning, I don't know, some event where they were trying to get students to come to it. Mm-hmm. And one of their goals was encourage, like just, just encourage. Yeah. Like, well, what does that look like? What is, how encourage, are like encourage like? what, who, how <laughs> many, like, what does it look like? So yeah, I think that we get, they get stuck on, um, a goal is, um, oh, I want to make sure every kid smiles. Well, yeah, that's great. But that's not really a goal. <laughs> yeah, I think they struggle too with measurement of a goal. Yes. Sometimes their goal is like to have ag day. Well, no shit. <laughs> That's like, the activity. <laughs> if any kids are listening, sorry for my language, but <laughs> but that's yeah, that's the activity and like they struggle breaking it down. And don't get me wrong, I did too. When you start with the POA, it is such a big beast that you're like, where do I even start? Mm -hmm. So honestly, um, walking them through, like pick an activity and walk them through it. And if you don't feel comfortable, find another ag teacher that's in the area or that can even zoom in Mm -hmm. and help you. you. Like there is no, there's nothing wrong with that. And if you walk through an existing activity that your kids do, they'll start to be like, oh, okay, encourage, okay, encourage 15 FFA members to donate socks by October 30th. Like they'll start to like get it. And, um, and then that will make your life way easier. Cause if like William said, if you were just to hand this to them, I don't care. This could be your top shelf kids. If they don't have the basis of writing smart goals, they're going to really struggle. And if they start to struggle on that, they're going to struggle the whole time. You're going to get frustrated. They're going to get frustrated. And then in turn, the only thing that's going to hurt is the success of the activity or the activity won't even happen because they'll just, they'll throw their hands up. And so will you, because you're going to be like, well, why am I having to do all this with them? They should just know, well, you guys, we're the only ones that teach this. There is no other classroom or, or CTSO. Like do other CTSOs, I should maybe know this. Do other CTOs have a true POA? No, I don't um, know. I don't. Well, I will admit that at, at our school, I don't know if it's a POA, but like, for example, they'll set their fundraising goal. Like this right. year, they set their fundraising goal to 15,000. But I don't know if that's just that they keep it within their chapter or if that goes right. That's a, that's a question I, I'm not quite sure if other. So, so essentially, though, chances are 
your students, especially in the school I came from, I was the only CTE class. Okay, yeah. Right. And the only CTSO. Um, I was the only one providing this content to these kids. And so I had to remember that, like Mm -hmm. no one else is teaching them the skills to build a POA. And so just like when you're, would you hand eighth graders a table saw and lumber and say, (laughs) build this? No. And the POA is the same way you have to break it down. And for you as a teacher, sometimes you don't know how to break it down yourself. Literally phone a friend phone a few friends and your kids will not like will not think less of you if you have to have someone help you through this because they want to learn with you like that's all that they care about and so some of my kids even like when we were getting deep into national chapter they would be like can can your teacher friends William and Brianna like read this because they get like they understand that like to be good you yes. need to surround yourself with good people and yeah. so do that um I, I would also mention if you are new like a new teacher or even an experienced teacher moving to a new chapter if it's just brand new of course an uh, experienced teacher will understand but especially the new teachers out there you just graduated and you're starting a starting in a program don't you know I don't use it anymore because I'm I know better, or I use those standard activities. Use, um, use. Now we have fall leadership. Use fall leadership in the leadership to get it going. Make your first year POA if you have to. Um, Just the activities that um, that a chapter would do. I don't loaded. Like yeah, don't try to think of. You know, you got fifteen committees. You try to think of 15 unique that's specific to your chapter. Mm-hmm. Since you swore, I'm going to say it, you're going to drink. Um, it's just something that yeah. um, it's just something because you're just going to you're just going to get bogged down with, oh, my God, now I got to order all this other stuff for this activity. Because sometimes I'll admit, I, you know, most of my activities happen in the fall. Like you said, most of yours happen in February. In February, just tr- imagine trying to get all that. If you're a new teacher, all of a sudden, all of your acti- 15 activities are in January, February. Oh, you're going to stress yourself out where next year you're going to think, I'm not doing the PO- I'm not doing the POA. I'm not going to do it. It's going to be too difficult, too much work. Plus, you know, you got all your, I remember you got to teach and grade and go to um, school events and uh, go to parent-teacher conferences all in between your activities. So if you're someone new, keep it simple the first year keep Mm -hmm. it simple yeah and i think it's really easy to look at the national ffa um like they put out the the national chapters every single year and these are all the activities that they did and they're always i mean obviously they're winning so they have like the most amazing activities Um, and those are great places to like see success Mm -hmm. but I think it's easy to look at those as a young teacher or even a experienced teacher and be like well we don't do anything cool so i can't fill out the national chapter application or I can't do a POA or my POA mm-hmm. doesn't look like that. But I think every single chapter has some activity that they can put into any of the categories. Yes. Yeah. Now, we got to look at this. Now look at it. We don't, you don't, you should not associate efficiencies with SAEs. Look at, you can sometimes look at it the same way. Don't associate the national chapter with your, your POA. Your POA is, is kind of like your calendar of what you're going to do throughout the, the, the school year or the year that you have designated your POA to be. So it's kind of like a guide. So you stay on track. Don't yeah. necessarily think, oh, I got to write a POA to fill out the national chapter. You know, a lot of people do the POA and, and you, we look in North Dakota, what we get 11 at the most 11 national chapters, nine this year, nine. And then, you know, you got all those POAs coming in. So Gotta look at it that way. Don't don't necessarily think you have to write your POA to match an award application. Um, yeah, that's just and that's just, just one start. of the like yeah. you just gotta start. And like the three of us, if you're if you're listening and you need help, the three of us would help you. Um, mm-hmm. Like it's in the most nerdy way one of our favorite things, POAs and mm-hmm. national chapters. And so we could literally sit here and talk for hours about it. 
Um, but we would help you. And I know that there's others out there that would help you. Trust me, you just have to start. Um, and so let's just do, because in in true Nikki fashion, I didn't plan this, but we're going to, so Brianna and William don't know what I'm about to do. So I'm the ag teacher. We're writing a POA. We're going to write a POA right now. So we would, so we're at our first leadership meeting. Okay. And so William and Brianna are my two of my leadership team. And so I'll let you guys pick you. Do you want um, building communities, strengthening agriculture, growing leaders? Uh, I think what's the easiest of the three? I, str- I struggle. I struggle with the last one. I would say building communities. As long as it's not environmental one, because I struggle with that activity every year. <laughs> that's so, the hard. That's so the hardest part. We're going to start with building communities. Okay, so okay. building communities is the overall umbrella. And under it, we have five quality standards. Okay, so if if I were the teacher, we would have our notebooks out and um, my students would look at this and, and try to determine what is something that we already do um, that fits in these categories is where we always start. So the quality standards under building communities is environmental, which is William's favorite, (laughs) Um, human resources, citizenship, stakeholder engagement, and economic development. Now, there's a document in the link that I'm sharing um, that has the description of what this quality standard is, which I'm not going to say it right now because William and Brianna know them um, pretty well. And then they also showcase example activities. So that helps you and your kids get started. So environmental, human resources, citizenship, stakeholder engagement, economic development, which one would you like? I'm going to say citizenship because that's kind of, well, Brianna, can, we can't argue about it. That's, that's, kind, of, that's okay, kind of an so easy one. Anything okay. but economic development, because that's my least favorite one. So I just heard economic development? No. Okay, so they're choosing citizenship. So this is just one way to do it, right? So if they were yeah. my students, they like, they're looking at citizenship, which says activities conducted to encourage members to become active, um, involved citizens of their school, community, and country. So that's the quality standard we're gonna that we're going to tackle today. So William and Brianna... What is an activity that our Here by the Owl podcast chapter does already or a new idea, something that you would want to do that you think would fall under this quality standard? I'm going to pick that. I wish you guys could see their faces right now. I I want to, I guess we can, I'm going to throw one out there because we did it in Rolla and I loved it. Okay. Oh, Mad Dash for food. Okay, so Mad Dash for food. So William's got an idea. Brianna, do you have an idea or do you want to explore William's? I think that's a great idea. Okay, so so usually what would happen if kids had multiple, we always explored multiple. Can can we do multiple? Yes, we sure can if we wanted Mm -hmm. to. Now, if we were thinking about moving this to the national chapter, we would have to consider, well, we can't have more than one activity in the same quality standard. We can only showcase one, but we can have more than one. And so, so we wanted, we want to talk about Mad Dash for food. Um, my kids always started with a brief description, three sentences, no more, no less. Um, let's just start. What is it, William? Like if you're going to explain it to the rest of the chapter, what is Mad Dash for food? Mad Dash for food is under students understanding what it's like to live off a limited budget so you get so much money and then you'll go to the store and you will buy stuff that you need to live off of and then when we're done with that activity we would donate that to the local kitchen okay so now we already really have a description so we've already written our description could it be improved sure we we have a description so we've already started um so let's just do we're just going to do one goal but what what i would do with my kids at this point is we would we would rough sketch out three goals sometimes we would do a fourth or a fifth it depended on the activity um that sometimes just helped keep us on track in in all reality but then it allowed us to like pick which three we wanted to showcase later so the two of you what 
Um, what should our one goal be? Since we're only going to do one. Brianna, what do you think our one goal should be? Um, I think it should be to donate 50 pounds of food to the local food bank by October 1st, 2022. Okay. So we have a, a donation goal. Now, if we were going to walk through the rest of the goals, well, Brianna's donation goal, we probably need a goal that helps us get to that, which would maybe be student involvement. So maybe we maybe we want to get a donor. Maybe we want to fill out a living to serve grant. Um, maybe we want to get so many members involved. Maybe we want to have a guest speaker to talk about the food, the food bank, whatever. So there's just some other things you can do. So I would have the students help me write a goal, right? Sometimes they need help. Um, Brianna is an overachiever. She knows how to write a smart goal. She's been on my officer team for many, many years. <laughs> so, so we have our goal and then we start talking about plan of action. And so we usually do bullet points to start with. So if we were going to achieve that goal, what would we have to do? What, what do you guys think? To donate 50, we're at 50 pounds to the food. That's our overall goal. Yep. So how, what would we need to do to achieve that? We're just working on that one goal. Yeah. Just that one goal. Okay. Like other, uh, so you'll need to line up for donating 50 pounds. Um, I'm gonna be honest, we did this activity after the grocery store closed, so we have to visit with somehow you have to visit the committee, oh. has to go visit with the um, grocery store manager or owner so that we can get in after hours. Mm -hmm. So something needs to be in there. Um, we uh, need each, a way to weigh it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we need to actually be able to measure it. So, what does yeah. that look like? Do we have, do we have something in the school already that can do that? Do we need to borrow something? Yeah. Um, who is going to do these things? Is exactly. it, is it a committee? Is it a group of kids? I, Those would all yeah. be things we would talk about. Yes. I think, yeah. I think in my, in my case, the committee does all the grunt work. And except for me, I have to contact. That would be something I would do is contact the store. Right. You know, the kids, then kids will have to find all the, the scales okay. or if they're going to write down the weight from the can. Then we have to have someone good in math. Yep. Yeah. So what about getting the food there? What if oh. we end up getting 200 pounds instead of 50? Yeah. So we got to make, we, yes, we got to make sure we have kids to, to deliver yeah. it. We would have to contact the food pantry, maybe discuss with them, like, what are some needed items? Yes. Like maybe... Yes. Maybe we, we really want to get 50 pounds quickly. So canned foods are the way to go because it weighs more. But if that's not a need, then we want to try to get some of their needs. Um, and that that increases the challenge of this yeah. activity too. Kids have to use, maybe they get different points for using yeah. items that are needed more by the food pantry. And then you would yeah. contact them to talk about delivery. So that that's an, essentially it. So now we've just worked through planning one quality standard and the plan of action. And now it's, it's just literally like achieving the plan of action. So setting deadlines, sometimes those deadlines, like under one plan of action, we would have multiple deadlines, but you won't actually showcase this in your POA normally. Right. So Brianna might set a deadline of, you know, um, we were doing it in October. So Maybe it's September one, she's going to contact the food pantry and get a list of needed items and when delivery could happen, you know, so you would just break all this down and who's going to do it. So we've just broke it down. Um, and if now we've did like, we just walked through an activity that William did, but honestly, if you're really uneasy, walk through an activity that you do every single year. If there's a state event, like, let's say there's a camp and your chapter always attends, make that one of your activities. Make that a leadership activity and walk your kids through that because then they're gonna feel supported enough to do it with an activity that they haven't done and they can't visualize the big picture. So um, thanks for humoring me, you two. Um, that was really good. It was. See, we could do this all night long. Yeah. So other 
other resources out there, Brianna mentioned it briefly, but National FFA will also put out their National Chapter Awards Recognition Guide, and it is brand new, like released in the last week-ish mm -hmm. um, from the time we're recording this episode, I should say. So um, in there, here's the table of contents. So getting started strong with your program of activity, getting organized, a checklist as your guide, getting ideas, um, get working, get moving, get thinking, get recognized, and then a, an appendix. So essentially it walks you through and it even has hyperlinks into different resources all in this one resource to help you get going. Now, Brianna mentioned kind of my favorite part of this resource is it will highlight the chapters that um, were the top 10 in the nation in each area. And so, I mean, use with caution, right? Because it can get overwhelming um, to see these great kids. But I will say though, I I hope whether, rather than overwhelming, your kids look at this and realize like, wow, we do something similar or yeah. um, we have an activity that's just as great as this. Like, and so rather than overwhelming, I hope you and your students realize that you are good enough to make it in the top 10. Like you truly are. And so um, it also, I mean, it might spark new ideas like, oh my gosh, let's do something similar or let's do something different than this. Um, and it's just great to see. And, and it showcases kids from all over the country um which is super fabulous so it also highlights like living to serve grants which the three of us have used many years to help fund lots of projects um and that could be a whole episode in itself so please use living to serve grants uh, you will not regret it um and in here they actually have poa like guides um so if you can't purchase one that's out there on teachers pay teachers or you can't purchase like you don't have the funds to purchase like the one that I talked about from April Davis they do have something similar in the back in the appendix um, that you can use and it's already made for you um, just is going to look a little differently than the ones you can purchase but um, don't reinvent the wheel like I did exactly. so many years ago <laughs> just just William, take do you want kind of highlight the three things that you shared with us, like kind of what they are and what's on oh, okay. the I see them. those that we'll share in the show notes as well. Okay, so like the first one, um, I'm on the, it's called committee work, like step one, step two, step three. So that's literally when I, at the beginning of the podcast, here's kind of how I um, break up the committees. Uh, so that's kind of what that one is. Step one is, I break them up. Uh, I break them up. I don't let them break them up. Otherwise, um, I'm a big believer. Yeah, your friends are fantastic people, but sometimes friends just don't work together. And so um, I, I break them up. So I will never put like two best friends on a committee together because it takes twice as long to get something done. So step one is to break them up. Um, I will admit if I have a class of, and we all have it, if I have a class where um, the kids are just there because there was, you know, you're the worst of all the worst of all the, the least worst of all of the programs of that hour. I mean, I've, I've had that. I think we all understand what that means is sometimes we just have a class that just doesn't want to be an egg, but that's where they got put by the counselors. I don't include them. I mean, they're not there to, to be a positive role model. They're not there to, to help. They're just there because school is school is the law and they have to be at school. So I will admit, I have eliminated a class from the whole POA. Um, so don't be, I mean, sometimes they'll ask, why didn't they get to help with that? And I, I'll just, I'll, I'll call out their faults on it and, and just say, no, there's next year. So if you want to prove to me that you can do this and, and be an example of a, a role model, then I'll let you be a part of the, the POA planning. I don't kick them out of FFA. It's just that they don't get to be a part of the plan. The step two part is the writing of the goals. So the SMART goals. Um, I will give them, for example, if it's, for example, life, let's say it's healthy lifestyle. 
I will give them like all my kids, all my committees have a report form that I'll share that's labeled. I will give them last year's committee activity so that they don't steal that activity. Um, remember my fifth, granted my, uh, you know, like district, district, um, well, fall leadership now used to be winter leadership, fall leadership. Remember, that's always going to be in leadership activity. That's something I do. So, but they can't. Um, so I always make sure that they, they come up with a different activity. So, and then step three is they have to get the committee report approved by the chapter. And then once it's approved by the chapter, they take that, they give it to the vice president who writes up the, who will copy and paste it into our, um, you know, I, I make the vice president type up the whole document that gets sent in. Um, what else did I share? I got too many tabs open here. Um, um, well, you have, I think you I covered it. You also went through like 18, 19 committees. Uh, I'm trying to think here. I'm trying to think. I just closed out of my email here. I think I shared an example of my report form that the kids get, didn't I? Oh yes, your example, yep. So that's what the kids will get when I first, and they just write on that one, but the final copy is turned, when they turn it in, it's typed up, okay? And then that's, this, that's the report they turn in, and that's the part that gets approved. And then um, I included an old one, doesn't it have, it has a list of the committees, and then I just handwritten highlighted, right? Yep. I don't know. Does that still, I haven't been on the national website yet. Is that, is that still what the committees yeah. look like? Yeah. That's what I print off and that's how I form the committees. And then I hide the highlighted name is the, the committee chair. So, um, so each of those committees, it was, it was, to me, it's a thought out process of who sits on that committee. So um, as you can see, some kids sit on more than one committee. If you look at that, that's just because they're in multiple ed classes. So if they're in first hour and sixth hour, well, then they're going to serve on two committees. So um, some kids serve on one committee, some kids serve on two. I mean, I had a kid last year. I taught her four times during the day. She sat on four different committees. So, but um, those are, I think, other three documents there that. Um, I share. I mean, that's how I do it. It's 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 easy for me. So um I think that's the best part is you gotta find what works for you. And so exactly. um like how we do it isn't the only way to do it. So definitely yeah. reach out to other teachers and, and yeah. figure out your own way. Um and I think that's I don't know. I think that's my favorite part about the POA is number one, it is like the diamond in the rough for all events. Like your POA national chapter, for me, it's the best activity that FFA has to offer because it's the only activity that showcases a whole chapter. Like yes. every student all around your entire chapter and mm -hmm. it needs to be celebrated more. That's just my own soapbox. But um, but it's, I don't know. I just think that it's one size fits all for a reason because you can modify it and make it work. Like the three of us right now all came from different programs and we all do it differently and it works for us. And the, the thing is, is it's just like teaching one year, the way you do your POA might work beautifully and you might have to adjust it based on your, your kids the next year um, or you or the yes. timing, your calendar, what, I mean, yes. whatever. So yeah. it, it's one size fits all. You just have to use it to your advantage. So yeah. Um, last but not least, like, just let's all three give one piece of advice, uh, for someone who doesn't even know where to start. Like they, they've heard this. They're like, I know, um, that, that I want to do this. I, I, I literally am at a loss where to start. William, what's your one piece of advice? Then Brianna, I'm coming to you. Uh, the one I, I would, if you're still lost and you still don't know where to start, reach out to an teacher that is knowledgeable about it, willing to help, um, um, willing to see, for example, I mean, granted, you know, I'm willing to drive to help out a teacher. I mean, I, 
I mean, not, you know, besides POA, I mean, I go to a lot of schools throughout the, the, the school year just to help out with, you know, with, with an activity or planning something. Um, just reach out to a teacher who, um, who has done this um, and how, you know, in my case, you know, I would help a teacher develop a strategy that works for them. You know, my strategy might not work for them, but I can help them get going on an idea that, hey, let's try it this way um, with planning the POA. So, you know, maybe a afternoon with your officers might be better than me. It's waste. I mean, some people will say it's wasting, but I think it's valuable time to do it during the school day. So. Brianna, what are your thoughts? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I would say like William said, like, I'm willing to help anyone too. Um, if anyone from like Hawaii or California wants to fly me out. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, take that. We'll out. take one for the team. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you like twist our arm, we'll certainly come. I mean, I will actually <laughs> buy the airline ticket. <laughs> um, I'm not, I'm not that I could do that. <laughs> no, but I would say like, Take a look at those 15 quality standards that National FFA kind of sets and think about what activities you already do that fit that and then kind of go from there. Um, and maybe it's you want to do two new activities for this year that isn't something you're already doing. And then next year, maybe it's five and then you can kind of build upon that. But um, if you need an example one, you know, I can definitely send some of my POA as well willing to share that just so you kind of know where to start. But um, I don't think it's as intimidating as it seems once you, no. get once you get go, once you get the, I think the first activity in, it's like, oh, it takes probably more time than anything. It's not hard. It's just enough to have the patience to sit with your kids. To, you know. Plus, you know, we're in a state now we have to use AET. So um, mm -hmm. you know, some states probably don't have to use AET to do that, but we're in a state now. So you got to teach the kids how to use the POA portion of AET. So that will take a look. Yeah. And I think that's my tip other than like using your resources and getting someone to help you is uh, giving yourself time. And that might be time this summer before you're going to be with your officers. And I'm saying time, not the night before your officer team exactly. gets together. I'm saying like, a month in advance where you're sitting down either on the phone, on a Zoom call, in person with another person that does this well, or even mediocre, like whatever, like someone exactly. that you could just bounce ideas off of. And um, so you can struggle through it. Yes. And I'm, I'm not saying that struggling through it in front of your kids is bad, because that's great. It's great for them to learn alongside you. But there's just so much to this. So give yourself the time to sit and just digest it all and figure out your plan of action because you got to lead your kids to be able to uh, execute the POA, but you also have to be able to execute executing the POA, which is a whole nother yeah. thing. And so give yourself the time. So that's my tip. Um, we can't say it enough. The three of us would love to help you. And so if flying to your state doesn't work, we would definitely sit on a Zoom call and help oh, you. Yes. Uh, we would love to do that. But I mean, all three of us have judged national chapter awards. I don't know, for a billion years. Um, and every year we're like, oh, it was so much work. But then we do it again because we love it. So uh, we would certainly love to help you. Um, and so please reach out. We have all the resources, William's resources, the links in the show notes. So check those out and, and use whatever uh, works for you. Um, save them in a file. You never know when you're going to need it um, sometime. Um, yeah. William, if someone wants to contact you to ask you some specific questions, how can they reach you? Uh, they can reach me by email. So... Will you include that? I can. Or, or you can it's William, say it too. It's William.Fritz at K12.nd.us. Um, I mean, you can call me, but Nikki knows how often I sometimes not respond. <laughs> he, will, he will screen your phone call. I so will screen call yeah. you, so make sure your <laughs> name pops up, that egg teacher. <laughs> 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 
but but email at first i would say contact me by email first and then i will sit there and get back to you or phone call you back so that yeah definitely get you going on the, um, and get you going on the poa so and you know how to reach brianna and i so um please we would all three of us would love to help you um a few other things so um you're listening to this episode hopefully on july 4th because that's when this drops um but we will be recording a live podcast july 10th if you are attending the germinate conference so if you are a germinate conference attendee we will be recording a live podcast uh you are going to want to attend so it's at 10 a.m uh central time i think central time uh, if you're attending, look at the schedule um, and attend in person because we do have prizes. We have a um, we have giveaways for those that attend. We're going to do a Q&A session. Brianna and I, we have a surprise, like not even the, the G&G team know what we're doing. Uh, they just they have been given a surprise envelope in the mail and uh, we'll be unveiling that if you're not attending uh, this this the episode that we record live will drop um in august and so you'll get all that information as well um and so we would love your support other things to remember is check out the show notes so you can get all the resources and we would love if you would go to your platform that you listen to podcasts and uh rate and review us we would like to get um new ideas from you learn how we can grow and be better and also hopefully get noticed by other teachers in cte so we can continue to build our platform and help teachers and we like bragging about our cool friends um so please do that uh and like always like here by the owl podcast on facebook and instagram and if you have a future topic idea or you want to be a guest on the show feel free to reach out thanks for listening <laughs>